Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team will put on the pads for the first time so far in training camp. Who will that benefit and who will I be paying attention to? That plus a whole lot more comes up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, August 1st, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. And of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. Definitely appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time, whether it's three minutes or 33 minutes. We definitely appreciate that. And of course, we appreciate my man Ari does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube looking good and sounding good. And we appreciate him. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can at your boy q254 and of course you want to get a comment in on the show a call or a text 707-654-4693 that's the lockdown raider podcast voicemail line we'll have those calls and texts coming up in segment number three of the show today and in segment number two we're going to talk about the pads going on for the first time in 2023's training camp who will that benefit who will i be paying attention to at the intermountain healthcare performance center certain position groups and certain players they can actually show what they can do when they have the pads on. So we'll talk about that. i uh, got a handful of players that I want to talk about and a couple position groups as well. So we'll do that coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, I always like to give you the news and notes of the day, and really it's going to be a recap of what I saw on Monday uh, practice day five of the Raiders training camp in 2023. And, of course, off top, we got to celebrate the fact that it's August 1st. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up. Look, there's only 12 of them, right? So you got to be able to celebrate them when you can. So uh, today being August 1st, uh, got to celebrate the old hood holiday and uh, appreciate it, right, for what it's worth. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into the news and notes of the day. Want to give you a quick update on the roster before we really get into Monday's practice. The Raiders are signing veteran linebacker Darius Harris. Harris was 27, came off his best season with Kansas City last year, 43 tackles in 17 games. Uh, he had a 10-tackle game, one-sack performance against the Raiders, and a 13-tackle game against the Colts. That's from Vinny Bonsignor on Twitter. Put a piece out on the RJ about Harris. Uh, he said he played at Mendel's Tennessee State played his entire three-year career with the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's a linebacker addition that the Raiders are making, and, you know, that'll be good. Their defense in the linebacking room is something I've been concerned about, so it sounds like Darius Harris is a guy that they probably saw uh, when they played the, the Chiefs a couple times and took a liking to him. So now they found a way to bring him into the mix, so there will be a corresponding move made sooner rather than later. Now... Monday's practice was the first indoor practice for the Raiders in training camp, and it was not indoors because it was blazing hot outside. It wasn't one of the 115 uh, degree days here in, uh, in Vegas, but what it was is the fact that the wildfires are going on in California and the smoke has come into the Nevada area and Las Vegas, Henderson area. The air quality was terrible on Monday. I mean, it looked like it was just a gray cloud, like it was going to storm. And now it is monsoon weather as well. And so there was a little bit of rain in, in the Henderson area, but that wasn't the reason why they were indoors. It was because the air quality was just terrible. So they took the party inside and, you know, it was a little bit difficult to see we're in the end zone when, uh, when, when they're inside. And so we don't get to get the side angle. So it's not as good as being outside. But then again, like I said, had to take care of the air quality and make sure that the players were all good and not affected by the smoke and all the ash that was in the Las Vegas Henderson area. So from what we were able to see, we got to observe, you know, the fifth day of, of uh, Raiders training camp on Monday. So 
couple things that I wanted to uh, talk about that I took away from practice. And off top, we'll talk about Jimmy G. He did not have a good day on Monday. Like, there's no other way to, to, to summarize it. Just wasn't good. Uh, Jimmy's going to be fine when it comes to the short intermediate passes. We know that. Uh, we know that his forte is not stretching the field. And then you know that he's going to have a moment that's pretty much every game where you're going to have a wide Jimmy pass. Well, he had a couple wide Jimmys on, uh, on Monday, one that ended up getting intercepted by uh, safety Isaiah Palomoa. Uh, he's a guy that the Raiders have liked for a while. He came in from USC as an undrafted free agent, uh, stuck around last year, was up and down from the practice squad. Uh, and he looks like he's a little bit bigger this year. And, and again, somebody that they seem to like, someone that I I've been hearing about quite a bit. He made what I think is the first official interception off of Jimmy G in training camp so far. Again, uh, Levi Edwards from uh, Raiders.com said that Sam Webb made an interception uh, early in training camp, but he didn't know who threw the ball uh, and nobody else saw the interception. So not saying that Levi was wrong, but since I didn't witness it and since nobody I talked to witnessed it or knew who it was off of, I'm basically saying the first official interception came from Isaiah Polamoa off of Jimmy G. And I saw that personally myself, but even between the, you know, not even just the interceptions, it was just that interception. And then there was some deeper shots that he took that were short, you know, that were, uh, I think intended one was intended for DeAndre Carter that never had a chance because it didn't get there. Uh, you know, a couple others that sailed out of bounds. It just, it looked like it took extra effort to try to stretch the field from Jimmy G. And I'll say this, Brian Hoyer didn't look much better and neither did Aiden O'Connell. It just was not a very good day for the Raiders passing game. Does it have to do with the defense? Of course, they're out there competing as well. So I'm sure they had a little something to do with it, but I just don't think it was a very good day for the Raider quarterbacks. Nate Hobbs, he returned to practice for the first time as in training camp after taking the softball off the eye during the uh, battle for Vegas, the Golden Knights and the Raiders uh, softball game, the charity softball game that they they play each and every year. And, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to Paul Gutierrez from ESPN about this on Monday while we were watching practice. I wonder how many more of those charity games they're going to actually have. How many more, especially with this staff in place, how many more are the Raiders going to say, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. It's too close to training camp. Like the Golden Knights are done with their season. So if someone gets injured, it's okay. But, you know, in this case, it was a ball off the eye of Nate Hobbs, and I think he missed a lot of valuable time. And really, he didn't really return to practice on Monday where he was out there really competing. He had the red non-contact jersey on. There was a lot of time I saw him spent uh, on one knee just watching and observing, which is fine. He was getting mental reps, but you want him out there getting the physical reps as well. Uh, He did go back and return punts at the end of practice. They had a little special teams moment, which is actually kind of funny that he was back there returning punts because, well, uh, we were thinking about him in the outfield trying to catch a softball where he ended up catching and off the eye. He did bobble one of the, the punts that he was returning, but he's not a guy that's a primary punt returner. We all know that. But he did return to practice in a slight capacity. Again, the red, red uh, non-contact jersey on, so that's good. At least it shows a sign that he's getting better, and he should return to practice in full capacity sooner rather than later, maybe today when the pads go on. Also, another note, Trey Tucker, the rookie, he's out there battling. He really is, and, and I know that he's a guy that's going to make the roster. Uh, the fact that he was drafted, you know he's going to make the roster, but he's out there battling. He really is. He, he's a guy that I didn't know what to expect from him so far, and look, it's going to be different, obviously, when the pads come on today. Uh, it potentially could be different at what he's doing, but he's making tough catches. Uh, he's out there showing his speed. 
He's uh, performing in kickoff and, and punt return. I mean, he looks like he's basically saying, not only am I going to be on this team, but I'm going to be a guy that you're going to go to early and often in the season. Again, it's only been five practices, no pads until today. Uh, he did muff one punt, but that was the only punt that I've seen him muff or only kick return I've seen him muff uh, all, all training camp long. So, again, uh, just, a, I think, a good sign for Trey Tucker, a guy that's been making some tough catches along the sideline. He's been laying out. He's been getting his feet down. I mean, he just, again, looks like he's, uh, he's playing the part. I think him and DeAndre Carter, who is also out there competing and also playing really well, they're very similar to each other. They basically do the same thing. They could be slot receivers. They got speed. They're kick returners and punt returners. I think that they're battling for a position. I think this is a camp battle to pay attention to. Uh, and he's out there performing well as, uh, also. So it's not like it's just Trey Tucker and DeAndre is not doing good. But I just think that that position is something to pay attention to. Again, remember, there's 11 wide receivers in training camp right now. There will not be 11 wide receivers that make the team. So that's one battle that I'm looking at, Trey Tucker and DeAndre Carter. And Ja'Korian Bennett, the rookie, the fourth-round pick out of Maryland, cornerback, he's out there battling as well. Uh, you know, and of course he hasn't had the pads on, so it's hard to tell exactly who he's going to be, but he continues to fight. Uh, Brandon Faison, he made a really nice play on a pass breakup that was, a, and the ball was intended for uh, Devontae Adams. He broke it up, really good play, and so he didn't celebrate. He's not one of those that uh, that's a chirper or anything. He even said that in the media session following practice that, no, I don't really I don't really do any talking, just went out there and, and let my play do the talk. Well, a couple plays later, probably the reason why he didn't do any talking, uh, Devontae Adams beat him deep, <laughs> right? And I said, Jimmy G's not his forte is not uh you know hitting the deep ball but he hit Devontae Adams on this one and Devontae he burned uh, face on and and then he ran into the end zone that was close to where we were standing so he made sure to to you know kind of do a gesture like hey write that down don't forget to talk about that uh that big hit right there uh Jimmy G to Devontae Adams for a deep touchdown over Brandon face on so like I said he made a a point to make sure that we we saw that up close and personal so I thought that that was kind of Pretty cool. That was a good play. That was one of the few good plays I saw from Jimmy G uh, in the deep game on Monday. But again, it gets a little bit different. It gets a little bit real when the pads come on. So with the pads being on today, who am I going to focus in on? What position groups am I going to focus in on? I'll tell you all about it coming up in segment number two of today's show. After I tell you about our partners at eBay Motors and the fact that they've teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. It doesn't matter if you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with the draft prep underway for this upcoming season, let's check out who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And he talked all things running backs. He talked Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, and Jameer Gibbs. Let's go with the rookie. Let's talk about the rookie, Jameer Gibbs, playing for the Detroit Lions. He said, look in the park an elite running back in your fantasy football garage after the top half dozen options at the position have been taken off the lot. Expect Lions rookie, Jameer Gibbs, to be a roaring engine as he takes the lead role in the overhauled backfield. The real first-round pick is a steal as an RB2, possessing the talent and pedigree to deliver big, immediate results in a loaded offense. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smooth. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks and struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. Switch those gears, crank the AC, go forward, go back, say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. 
Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. (laughs) You know I ain't talking about that quarterback in Denver. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about who I'll be looking for, what I'll be looking for when the Raiders put on the pads today at practice. Really looking forward to this first pad at practice. It's been highly anticipated. There's people saying it was going to be Saturday, people saying it was going to be Monday, and I kept saying here on the podcast, the radio, uh, Twitter, whoever would listen, that, hey, man, nobody has said anything official, so until they do, I don't believe it. Well, it hasn't happened, but it will happen today. Excited about that. We'll be out there for the whole couple hours checking it out i'll be able to bring you everything that i saw everything that i heard from raiders uh, first padded practice but i want to tell you who i'll be paying attention to who i think will benefit the most and really learn a lot about uh, with these padded practices this is what it's all about when the pads are on so first of all you got to look at the trenches the offensive line the defensive line and i'll even uh, bunch in the running backs in that group right i'll put the running backs in there because the running backs are going to rely on the offensive line this is the first time you'll actually get to see some physicality and see what they look like because right now anytime that you see jimmy g go back and, and hand the ball off to zamir white or Britton brown or sincere mccormick or uh, you know any of the running backs that they have uh it's you know boom 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 little uh you know shuffle here shuffle there and boom they get through the line and they have a nice little run right amir abdullah uh it doesn't matter brandon bolden well now it's going to be different there's going to be some resistance there the pads are on so i put the running backs in that position but the o-line you can start to see who they are with pads. They're not being physical out there right now. I want to see what they look like. Max Crosby coming at them, Chandler Jones coming at them. I remember this time last year when the pads were on. This is when Chandler Jones, he broke Alex Leatherwood's confidence. I literally saw Chandler Jones break Alex Leatherwood's confidence. And I knew right then, I came to the show, the radio show, every show, and said, Alex Leatherwood is done. Right. I saw Chandler Jones go around him real quick, fast, in a hurry, get to the quarterback. I saw Alex Leatherwood drop to a knee. I saw Alex Leatherwood walk off the field, come back on the field, make a circle. I mean, you could just tell that his confidence was shattered. And so I want to see what the offensive line is going to look like against Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, see what they can do. Like guys like the the rookies, McClendon Curtis, undrafted free agent, Dalton Wagner, undrafted free agent, Jermaine Illuminor. And, you know, the reason I put Jermaine Illuminor in there is because he is one of those guys that's like a mystery To me, he's like the mystery man. You just don't know. And he's, I think he's just a different dude. But it seems like so far in camp, through five practices, every time I see him, he's kind of either talking to himself, he's walking by himself, uh, he's had to run a few laps for false starts, and that's just kind of what Jermaine Illuminor does. But I remember when he signed his, his uh, and agreed to a, a, a free agent deal with the Raiders, he said him and Colton Miller were going to be the best tackles, uh, you know, the, 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 the tackles in the league, right? Right tackle and left tackle. And I remember I kind of, it raised my eyebrows like, eh. I don't know if Jermaine Illuminor is going to be that full-time bookend. I just don't know if he's going to be that guy across from Colton Miller. He seems to believe he is, but days like today are what's going to determine when, what he's going to be, if he actually has the ability to be the right tackle. Or is it going to be a, a guy like Brandon Parker? Or is it going to be, like I said, a McClendon Curtis, a Dalton Wagner? Is it going to be someone else that they brought in for, uh, you know, for competition? And they have, they have guys. You know, they have a lot of depth in the, in the offensive line room that's competing. You know, can that go, those guys hold up against Max? And I'll tell you right now, Max has been in midseason form already. 
you know, without pads on, he's been in midseason form. He's hit the quarterback once. He hit Brian Hoyer. At least he hit the ball out of Brian Hoyer's hand, and Brian Hoyer was not very happy. He's gotten into a couple, you know, little pushing and shoving, nothing major. There was a couple little scrums on Monday at Raiders practice, but you couldn't really see who it was. Again, we were indoors, and we were in the far end zone, so we really couldn't see what was going on, but nothing too major. But Max has been – he's been ready to go. So I know that when he puts the pads on, he's going to get after it. Even though he's not supposed to go 100%, he's going against his own teammates, he's going to go. I would not be surprised to see Max get a good hit on somebody today, right, whether it be a running back, uh, whether it be, you know, trying to destroy somebody on the offensive line's confidence. I do believe Max is going to, you know, have himself a day. He's probably itching for the moment to put his pads on. You know, also the defensive line, I'm looking at guys, the rookies, Adam Plant. He's been getting a lot of conversation. He's a rookie out of UNLV. A lot of guys have been talking him up. George Tarless, he's a, another rookie, a guy that Max Crosby's been talking up a lot, saying that he's been in his ear a lot. Tarless has been in Max's ear, picking his brain. And then a guy that I haven't heard anything about or seen anything from, that's Malcolm Kuntz going into the third year. He did well his rookie year, didn't do hardly anything his second year. I want to see if he even fits on this team. I haven't seen him at all this year. And I'll, I'll say this, in his defense, most of the time, the defense is on the far fields, either the second or the third field, so we can't really see a whole lot. But even when they come together on 7-on-7 seven seven and you know on 11-on-11, 11 11, the short drills that they have that's closer to us, I still haven't seen Malcolm Kuntz like, appear for anything. So he'll be a guy that I'm paying attention. Where's 51? Where's 51? Is he making some kind of impact in padded practice today? That's a guy that I'm looking for. So on the D-line, Adam Plant, George Tarlis, Malcolm Kuntz, those are guys I'm focusing on. Offensive line, McClendon Curtis, the rookie, Dalton Wagner, the rookie, and Jermaine Illuminor. You you know, where is he at physically? Where is he at mentally? Is he going to be able to hold up as a bookend across from Colton Miller? Running backs, you know, as I mentioned already, Zamir White, Sincere McCormick coming off that torn ACL, and Britton Brown in his second year. And it's funny, I was talking about Sincere McCormick the other day, and I was like, man, they IR'd him in May, and I don't remember exactly why they IR'd him. Like, I don't know what his medical issue was, and I guess I should have just Googled it. I was talking to Jason Horowitz, the voice of the silver and black on Monday. He was at Raiders practice, and he was like, yeah, I think McCormick had an ACL. And, and I was like, man, I don't remember. So he, he looked it up. He was like, yeah, he tore his ACL. That's why they put him on IR. But they kept him around, so apparently, apparently they like him. Uh, you know, or at least they want to like him enough to see what he's got in training camp. So Sincere McCormick, all the running backs, I just want to see what they look like because, again, this is the first time that they get to actually show some physicality. So, you know, outside of a game, you can't really learn a whole lot about the running backs in training camp until they have pads on. So that'll be something to look forward to. Just a couple more guys that I'll be paying attention to in Raiders training camp today as they put the pads on for the very first time. How about rookie Ja'Korian Bennett? You know, in the secondary, also rookie Chris Smith and Trayvon Merrick. Those are the three guys in the secondary that I really want to pay attention to. We'll start with Trayvon Merrick going into the third year. I've said it multiple times, and I, I like Trayvon Merrick a lot. I don't want to sound disrespectful, but the way it, it is to me so far, 25 has been out there every day, but 25 has only been out there every day. I haven't seen him make any plays on the ball. I haven't seen him anywhere close to a play where it's like, okay, I see he's He's figuring it out. He just seems like he's still moving slower than he needs to. So with the pads on today, I'll definitely be paying attention to him. But I'll be paying attention to the two rookies even more than that. Ja'Korian Bennett and Chris Smith. Chris Smith is the safety. Ja'Korian Bennett is the corner. Bennett has already had to been told a couple times by Josh McDaniels to, hey, hey, young fella, pull it on back a little bit. Anyone who knows me or has listened to me for a while now knows I love those kind of guys. Guys that have to be told to, to chill out a little bit as opposed to having to urge them to, to, you know, to, to work harder or, or push harder. So Ja'Korian Bennett is trying to prove, especially in Nate Hobbs' absence, that he belongs out there not only uh, you know, as in, in, in 
a capacity every once in a while, but like all the time as a starter. He's he's trying to prove that it should be Marcus Peters, Jacorian Bennett, and maybe Nate Hobbs in the slot. <laughs> right? He's try, he's trying to prove that he deserves to be a starter on the outside. And I'm okay with that. If he earns it, go get it. He had college, he had ball uh, production in college, so I'm good with that. Obviously, with Marcus Peters out there, he's going to get more more targets his way than Marcus would. But, you know, there, there's opportunities to take the ball away with both Bennett and Marcus Peters. So I, I would have no problem with that if it ended up shaking out. Peters on one side, Bennett on another side, Hobbs in the slot. And really, I think Hobbs got a lot of competition with Tyler Hall. So that's why it's important that Hobbs gets out there sooner rather than later. And then Chris Smith, as I mentioned, Trayvon Merrick, 25, he's been out there. But he's just been out there. He hasn't done anything special where Chris Smith, he's directing traffic. He's telling people to get lined up when they need to get lined up. You know, Marcus Epps is doing that as well. The free agent that they brought in from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but he's more going to be like a, you know, like I said, a captain on the on the field. He's going to be a guy that the Raiders expect to be on the field quite a bit. You know, if not for every snap, he, he's already a guy that's kind of entrenched himself with his leadership, uh, his his knowledge uh, playing in the Super Bowl a year ago. I mean, obviously, he's played where the Raiders want to go. So Marcus Epps is doing his thing. But I think there's a nice little competition between Chris Smith and Trayvon Merrick. And Merrick's going to have to do a lot to fight off Chris Smith. So we'll see how that goes. But those two rookies, Smith and Bennett, I'll definitely be paying attention to. Now that the pads are on, I think a few more plays on the ball are going to be allowed to be made. Because, look, they don't make a whole bunch of plays on the ball right now. But I think a lot of the times they're not looking to make plays. They want to, they want to make sure that the offense gets in sync as well, which – could be good and bad. I think the Raiders' defense needs to get in habits of taking the ball away as much as possible. I don't care if they want the offense to get in sync or not. They need to get in the habit, you know, just so when, when it happens in the game, it's, it's just natural. Just go make the play, you know, not, not go slow. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what those two guys, those rookies, and then Trayvon Merrick do in the secondary. And then finally, I like to say this as the other category, Robert Spillane, the linebacker that was brought in from, uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, that dude – He's always got to be told to, hey, you know, pull back a little bit, pull back a little bit. I know once the pads come on, he's going to be fired up to be out there. He loves ball. If you went back and listened to that whole Robert Spillane uh, media session he had on Saturday, you could just tell how much he loves to play football. And he, mu- he loves to go get the ball. He wants to go get the ball. He's talking about the game is literally called football, meaning that you need to possess it. <laughs> you need to have the ball. So uh, I know that once the pads are on, he's going to want to be physical. Even going back to college, he was the guy when they went to scrimmage, he would be held out of scrimmage. And he's like, wait, I thought we were scrimmaging today. And they're like, yeah, we are scrimmaging. You're not because you're too physical and you'll hurt our guys. So I want to see what he's able to bring to the table today and see if maybe he's one of the guys that Josh McDaniels or Patrick Graham says, hey, whoa there, you know, pull back a little bit. Remember, these are still our guys. I think once they do the joint practices with the Niners and the Rams, that's when Spillane's really going to show out because, man, he's going to want to hit somebody that's not wearing the silver and black. And then finally, and I mentioned him in segment number one, Trey Tucker. Wide receiver, kick returner, punt returner. Uh, I want to see what he looks like with the pads on. You know, when he gets maybe a little bump and run uh, off the line of scrimmage, can he get off of that uh, that you know that initial block and you know the coverage? Can he can he get open? That's what I'm paying attention to. And then of course the special teams, but they're not going to be going down there drilling them. But just so I want to see him with pads on. You know, I want to see if he catches the ball uh, off his shoulder pads and if it bounces off at all. I mean, that's something to pay attention to. I can't stand it when guys catch the ball with their their chest. Because so many times the ball will bounce off their shoulder pads, and that's how you get a fumble. So uh, he'll be pay- I'll be paying attention to what he's able to bring to the t- table. I guess I should say uh, DeAndre Carter as well, as I think that those two dudes are competing. But really, Trey Tucker is a guy that has kind of opened my eyes to who he can be 
with this Raiders team. But again, I want to see him with pads as opposed to just, you know, wearing the, the jersey and the helmet with no pads on. So those are the guys I'll be paying attention to today in practice. So offensive line, defensive line, running backs, no doubt. Specific guys, McClendon Curtis on the offensive line, Dalton Wagner, Jermaine Illuminor. Uh, defensive line, Adam Plant, the rookie, George Tarlis, the rookie, and Malcolm Coons, third-year guy. Running backs, mentioned those. Zamir White, Sincere McCormick, Britton Brown, all guys that I'll pay attention to. Secondary, Jacorian Bennett, Chris Smith, and Trayvon Merrick. And then other category, Spillane and Trey Tucker. All guys I want to pay attention to and will report about when, uh, whenever I'm able to see what I could see from them from the, today's first padded practice with the silver and black. So that's what I got for you. What do you got for me? 707-654-4693. Your calls and texts are coming up in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every Here we day. go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with yours truly in PA. Uh, he's calling to talk about the Raiders and where they are represented and also Raiders football coming up in a few weeks. Raiders truly in Pennsylvania. Here he is. Hey, Q. It's yours truly in uh, PA now. And uh, I just want to say a couple of things. One, you know, I'm up here in Little Northwestern, PA. It was just so cool to see the other day they uh, have a uh, Fred Valentikoff Memorial Field. I guess Fred Valentikoff is from Erie, Pennsylvania. So way up here in Steeler Country, you know, Raider Nation thrives. So go Raiders. And uh, how about in less than two weeks or a little over two weeks, we got some Raider football coming up. That gets me hyped, man. So uh, love what you're doing. Keep it up. And uh, go Raiders. Thank you for the call, my man. Appreciate you. And, yeah, to see a field named after the great Freddie B, that is awesome. And the Raiders are truly represented everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. You'll always see some kind of representation for the silver and black. And that just goes and tips the cap to who they are as a brand, right? They are an iconic brand that is worldwide. Now, we all just hope as fans and and me as a guy that's a fan and covering the team from the media standpoint, just hope that they can get back to being that, uh, that team that, you know, is what created them as an iconic team, which is a winning team. Get them back to that on the field. They already got it off the field, right? The brand is large. Now just make the brand of winning football on the field and we'll all be good, right? So thanks so much, yours truly, for that call. I do appreciate you. And yeah, it won't be long, man. Uh, they'll be at Allegiant Stadium on the 13th. They'll be playing against the 49ers' first preseason game. They only got three this year, so uh, it'll be here before you know it. So thanks so much for that call. Like I mentioned, do appreciate you. Got a text now from Jade in San Jose. He said, what's up, Q? This is Jade from San Jose. I was wondering, whatever happened to Britton Brown, and where is he in terms of making the roster? He was hyped up last year in camp and preseason, but I don't think he got a single carry in the regular season. With Josh holding out, I'm excited to see what him and Zamir can do in camp and if they could turn some head. Thanks. That's uh, Jade in San Jose. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's there. He's on the roster. He did some special teams in 2022. But Josh Jacobs didn't come off the field. And when he did, Zamir White got a couple of carries, <laughs> right? And that was, for the most part, it. So Britton Brown's going to have an opportunity. Uh, that's why I'm excited to see today with the padded practice. Zamir, Britton Brown, Sincere McCormick, Austin Walter, you know, all the running backs. Just want to see what they look like. Amir Abdullah, uh, Brandon Bolden. Honestly, I think Brandon Bolden's a guy that's not even going to make the team. I just don't see what he brings to the table out that Zamir White or Britton Brown can't do. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just me spitballing. It's only going to be the first day of padded practice, but I just feel like they got so many running backs in that room. Uh, these young guys are going to be the ones that, you know, stick around as opposed to Brandon Bolden. And, oh, by the way, Josh Jacobs is returning at some point. I don't know when, but uh, he'll be back sooner rather than later as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure it'll probably be a couple weeks before the season gets started. But thanks for that text. I do appreciate you. 
Up next, got a call from Jay in Reno. He's calling to talk about the negative talk he's hearing about the team this year as opposed to last season. Here he is, Jay in Reno. Hey, this is Jay out here in Reno. I just wanted to call in because uh, I'm hearing a lot of negative talk about the Raiders. When last year there was a lot of optimism, even from a lot of, uh, you know, the media personnel, um, you know, who had high expectations for the Raiders. And it seems as though, for me at least, that they should be better this year, you know, especially looking at the amount of games that they lost by a few points, you know, uh, how in- inefficient we were in the red zone, you know, and how the defense just wasn't showing up at all until the end of the season, you know. But I would think that we would definitely be better this year. And if we're better this year, shouldn't we have somewhat the same expectations that we did last year coming into that season when we, you know, uh, you know, had got Devontae Adams? And, you know, of course, uh, Renfro was hurt. He's coming back healthy. Um you know, so we have a lot of positive things going on. So I just don't understand where a lot of this negativity is coming from uh, within Raider Nation uh, and for a lot of the media. And I'm out. Thank you so much for the call, my man. And I think a lot of the negativity is coming from a place of unknown, right? I mean, there's 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 folks that think that the Raiders, you know, didn't answer a lot of questions. They downgraded at the quarterback position. Right. Did the defense get better? You know, it, are, are the weapons better than the, what they had last year? Like a lot of folks look at, well, the offense can't be better because Darren Waller's not there. Uh, Hunter Renfro's a question. And, you know, look, I look at it like, OK, uh, I know that Waller's not there. And I know that Michael Mayer is not the athlete that Darren Waller is, but he can catch in the red zone. Uh, obviously, he can block. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that Josh McDaniels is, is, is going to want to use in the style that he sees fit. Jimmy G is is uh, Josh McDaniels' guy. Obviously, there's questions about Jimmy G's health. We talked about that till we're blue in the face, right? So I think that there's a lot of questions, right? Josh Jacobs isn't signed right now, right? Obviously, the defense didn't make any splash moves. So a lot of folks, plus the schedule's tough. They got a tough schedule, man. I mean, the first two games are on the road. They return home for a primetime game against Pittsburgh. Then they're back on the road in L.A. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. Things go bad. The Raiders could be a really bad team this year. I mean, that's just being honest. If things go good, they could be really good. Uh, this is one of the first years. I think this is the first year that I really, at this point, don't have any idea of what to expect. And, I, and I'm just being truthful and honest with you. I'm not going to try to make up something and blow smoke up your backside because I wouldn't do that. I just don't know. And maybe today's first padded practice will help. Training camp will obviously help as it continues to roll on. The, the, the joint practices with the Niners and Rams will help a lot to learn what this team is going to look like. But really, I don't know. I had high expectations, as everyone else did last year, thought that they were going to be a playoff team and have a chance to make a deep run. Obviously, that didn't work out. Maybe now that nobody's talking about them or people are doubting them, maybe this will be the year that they all of a sudden step up and have a really good you know, year. And I think another question is people want to know, Josh McDaniels, is he a real head coach or not? And I think that that's fair. He hasn't proven that he is, right? He only won six games with the Raiders last year. We all know how Denver shook out. Uh, so there's, there's, there is a lot of questions. But again, if things go right, this team could be really good. If not, well, they could go. it could be really bad. We might be talking about the draft in November, <laughs> right? And hopefully that's not the case. But I think that that's why the negativity is there. I just say they got to go out there and prove it, and then the negativity will start to go away. Winning is the best deodorant. You want everything to be roses and, and, and puppy dogs and rainbows? Go out and win games. You go out and win games, people will talk highly about you. You don't. 
people will doubt you and talk negatively about you. It's just that simple. But, Jay, thanks for the call. I do appreciate you. Thanks for the compliments as well. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Uh, we'll close out with a text from Klisman in Oxnard, Cali. He said, what's up, Q? This is Klisman from Oxnard. Yes, where the Cowboys are practicing with a thumbs-down emoji. Check it out, man. Prior to the Raiders signing Jimmy G, I told a buddy of mine last season who's a Niners fan, don't be surprised if Jimmy is a Raider next year if the Niners let him walk. Fast forward now, and he is. I consider it a bit of a lateral move going from D.C. to Jimmy, but there is one significant difference that I've seen. I'm starting to see even more. Jimmy is a winner. He's a winner mentality. He has a winner's mentality, and that's something we haven't had as far as a quarterback goes in a long time. Just like the locker room, I'm starting to buy in on Jimmy. He's bringing a different type of competitiveness we have not seen at the QB1 position. I'm all in. I stand behind him and the Raiders. Hashtag go Raiders. That's Clisman in Oxnard, California. And thanks so much for the text. I appreciate you. And yeah, I mentioned Jimmy didn't have a good day on Monday, but the one thing that so far in a short period of time of covering him, what I can tell you about Jimmy, he ain't going to be thinking about it. He ain't going to worry about it. He's just going to go and shake it off, let it roll off his shoulders and roll off his backside and get back out there and play. He's not going to worry about the why Jimmy throws, right? And he's going to make a why Jimmy throw probably every game, but he's not worried about it. He's just going to go out there and compete. He's not a guy that I think that the staff is going to say, don't intercept him in practice because we don't want to mess with his, his, uh, his confidence. And look, I don't know that that happened in the past, but I've been told that that happened in the past by people that have covered the team a lot longer than me that I have a lot of confidence in that talked to head coach John Gruden at the time who talked to, you know, owner Mark Davis on the regular. Like there's guys that know a lot more than I do. And so I'm just being respectful of them without throwing their name out there that let it be known that, hey, there was some some instructions that in training camp, you don't go intercept the quarterback because you don't want to mess with his confidence. I don't think that's the case with Jimmy. I think Jimmy's not worried about it, and I don't think Josh McDaniels is worried about it either. I think he's, hey, if they make a play, go make a play, right? I mean, now, again, there's certain drills where they're told not to make plays, but in 11-on-11, they're not, they're, they're, it's go time, right? And especially today in practice, I think it's going to be uh, go time. But I, I do believe that, as I've mentioned, and I mentioned on Monday's show, that Jimmy's just one of the guys, seems like everyone likes him a lot. Uh, you know, and I had someone hit me up on Twitter and say, yeah, well, Q, when's the last time someone came out a couple days into practice and say they didn't like the quarterback? And I understand where they're coming from, but, you know, after after as long as Derek Carr was the quarterback for the Raiders, there may be a couple of players that have a little bit of pushback or a little bit of, you know, disbelief in, in Jimmy G or like, oh, yeah, this guy's always injured, though. So what's he going to bring to the table? But for the most part, it seems like everyone really likes the dude and believes in him. And he is that leader that you mentioned. And so I think that that's a good thing. And he does. You know, I, I like how you worded that. He has that winner's mentality. Right. He expects to win regardless how he won in San Francisco. He won, you know, and I know that that had a lot to do with the defense. It had a lot to do with the running game. And Kyle Shanahan's a really good coach, I do believe. But he won. So his expectations are to win. And I think that expecting to win goes a long way. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. And I'm interested to see what the rest of training camp looks like when it comes to Jimmy G. I don't think we'll see him in the preseason. I think we'll see a lot of them, obviously, with the joint practices, especially going up against the Niners. That, I think, will tell you a lot about this Raiders team because they have a really good defense, and they sure as hell ain't going to want to give up nothing to Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, obviously that's going to happen sooner rather than later, and uh, we'll start to learn a lot more about this team. But uh, today is the first padded, padded practice, and it's something I definitely look forward to. So that's all I got time for on today's show. Coming up tomorrow, uh, we still got a call from Jason and MV, who's representing uh, Las Vegas. Also a text from Jersey Raider. Uh, plus, of course, news and notes. I'll give you a report on everything I saw in padded practices, and we'll have plenty of conversation because, well, that's just what we do here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. More importantly, as always, just win, baby. <laughs>